SUSBIS, Sustainable Business Strategies, September 2008. Hello, I'm Anthony Day. Welcome to my briefing on sustainable business issues. Stop Press. Special deal at the October Low Carbon Best Practice Exchange in Harrogate is still available. Click on the website for more details. Now, in this issue of the podcast, there's nothing about the credit crunch or the banking crisis. Well, not much. What I will be talking about is why the rich will be travelling by horse and cart. Not. Whether windfall taxes could hit your business. Are you ready for the carbon reduction commitment? And what will the climate change bill mean for you? Where will you be when the lights go out? According to a new report from Professor Ian Fells, you'll be in the dark pretty regularly from 2014 onwards. And I also bring you the PR failure of the month, windfalls to windmills and the worst job in the world. Hello, I'm Clive Gott, inspirational humorist, adventurer and author. And you're listening to Susbids. Sustainable Business Strategies with Anthony Day. Thanks, Clive. That's my friend Clive Gott, motivational speaker and adventurer. He's just back from whitewater rafting in Zambia. Holiday? No, research. Nice one, Clive. I'm not going to comment on the credit crisis because things are moving so fast, but by the time you listen to this, all the banks may have rolled themselves together and become a subsidiary of the Bank of Cuba or something. I'm more concerned with the green agenda, as you know. It's not gone away at all. It's just slipped off the radar. Wrap up warm. In the face of rocketing fuel prices and increasing numbers of people falling into fuel poverty, the Prime Minister has come up with a package which has been widely criticised despite being his best idea for months. It's interesting to note that he did not announce a windmill on every chimney or solar panels on every roof. He knows that they'll never pay for themselves. No, he went for insulation. It works from the moment that it's installed, it needs no maintenance, has no running costs and lasts more or less forever. Meanwhile, the Labour left and the trades unions are shouting for a windfall tax on those evil power companies. Hardly surprising when Mark Owen Lloyd, head of emissions trading at Eon Energy, plays straight into their hands. Asked how gas and oil prices could be affected by a harsh winter, he responded, It will make more money for us. You really wonder why such people are allowed out in public. Mr Owen Lloyd has been nominated for PR failure of the month. When the wind falls. Fortunately, the government has made it clear that whatever the Labour Party conference might decide, a windfall tax is not on the agenda. This does make sense. If they did impose a windfall tax and then handed out £250 to every deserving family or pensioner, assuming they had the mechanisms in place to do this, they would have to do the same again next year. And the next year. And the next year. And the next year. Meanwhile, the money draining out of the energy companies would not be available for investment in infrastructure, would not be going to the government in other forms of tax, and would not be going to bolster the pension funds, many of which are major investors in the power sector. And since a number of the power companies are held by foreign owners, they may well see Britain as an unattractive market in which to invest. 
If the energy companies can be hit with a windfall tax because some people are in fuel poverty, what about hitting the petrol companies or the supermarkets or any other company which is involved in serving customers and has had to put its prices up? Unless taxation is predictable, Britain cannot be a good place to do business. Oh, and by the way, the energy companies have more or less made it clear that if windfall tax ever did hit them, the rest of us would simply make up the difference by paying more in our monthly bills. From windfalls to windmills, Professor Ian Fells of Newcastle University has put his name to a report which criticised the government for doing nothing to avoid a shortfall in electricity supply. His view is that the government has underestimated the amount of generating capacity which will need to be replaced over the next ten years and has done far too little to encourage the construction of new power stations. Professor Fells is criticised by many as an enthusiastic advocate of nuclear power. However, a recent report from the Renewable Energy Foundation confirms a lot of what he says. You would expect the Renewable Energy Foundation to demand the construction of thousands of windmills. In fact, what they say is that the government has seriously underestimated the amount of generating capacity which will need to be replaced and has seriously overestimated the amount of electricity which can be produced by renewables. They don't go so far as to say that we should be building nuclear power stations, but they certainly warn that we will be seeing power cuts in a very few years. Mind the gap. This follows on from the logic of CMG report, which I frequently quote in my presentations. If you've seen my presentations, you'll remember that Logica warned of losses to industry from unplanned power cuts of £8 billion in 2010, rising to nearly £100 billion in 2050 and £200 billion in 2020. No, that should be the other way round. Rising to nearly £100 billion in 2020 and £200 billion in 2050. The bad news doesn't stop there. The Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors have just announced that domestic solar panels will take up to 160 years to pay for themselves. That led to a lot of debate and criticism, and many people claimed that the figure was nearer 20 years. Still, that means that you have to lay out several thousand pounds and you see no benefit for two decades. The Royal Institution pointed out that most people move house every 16 years, and so on average they would never see any benefit at all. To top it off, the Carbon Trust and the Met Office produced the results of a study which shows that in the vast majority of cases, a domestic windmill will never pay for itself and never produce a useful amount of electricity or save enough carbon dioxide to offset the CO2 emissions from its manufacture and installation. Be prepared. As I said, this is all bad news, but forewarned is forearmed. So what can we really do? Your business uses electricity. What are your most critical systems? Have you got an uninterruptible power supply for your data center? Or just for your desktop computer? Small ones are not that expensive. Have you got a backup diesel or gas-powered generator for your key production processes? You may not need to keep things going for very long, but just a few moments power loss could be enough to cause weeks of damage. It depends on your business. Action point. Go and buy an uninterruptible power supply. Action point. Place an order for a backup generator. In some cases you can use renewables. 
even though they are unlikely to meet all your power needs. Most domestic wind turbines are a waste of time and money, but industrial turbines installed at the point of use can make a significant contribution. Ask Nissan. Ask McCain Foods. Much the same applies to solar panels for water heating. You might be able to use ground source heat pumps or byproducts from your production process to provide some of your energy. Give me a call if you'd like to talk about it. 01904 654 986. This is Anthony Day. Suspiz Sustainable Business Strategies, your September briefing. In October, I shall be making a presentation to the IET and the IMEC-E entitled Energy Security, the Other Side of the Climate Change Debate, when I shall address all these energy issues. More about oil. When I started these podcasts almost exactly a year ago, the question was how soon oil would get to $100 a barrel. Since then, it hit a high of 147 in July, followed by a decline right down to 90. In the last full week of September, it shot back up to 120. Maybe more by the time you hear this. We had a dip a few months ago, and I posed the question then, is the panic over? The truth is that the oil price is responding exclusively to short-term pressures. Nobody's taking account of the fact that it's bound to run out. The strengthening of the dollar is partly responsible for bringing down the oil price, but the growing recession in markets across the world, is dampening, which is dampening demand, is also pulling the price down. Now markets are losing confidence in equities, so they're turning to commodities like oil, and that's driving the price back up. At the moment it changes wildly from day to day. Not long ago I predicted $180 a barrel by Christmas. Was I wrong? If we believe that prices have come down and will stay down forever, I believe we're taking a very risky path. I'll stick my neck out again and say that we will see the $250 barrel by Christmas 2009, unless we sink into economic depression, which kills demand in the meantime. And that's even if we drill the new fields off Brazil, if we exploit the Alaskan wilderness, and if we start extracting oil from beneath the Arctic Ocean. This last is impossible, certainly within that timescale. Actually, I doubt whether it will ever be feasible because the energy required to extract oil from such a remote and dangerous site is likely to be more than the value of the energy extracted. So what can you do? Well, you and your business can benefit from the advantages of insulation. Let's face it, you'll never be offered any benefit from a windfall tax. It's the law. Are you up to date with the regulations? If you're likely to be affected by the carbon reduction commitment, you have almost certainly signed up by now. If you haven't, and your annual electricity bill is more than £500,000, give me a call now and I'll tell you what you have to do. 01904 654 986. The climate change bill is still making its way through Parliament, although it should complete all its stages very soon. Next time I'll include a summary of what the consequences are and what the effect is likely to be on business. And finally, have you come across Vernon Coleman? If there's a word for it, he's written a popular guide to it. He's also written something called Gordon is a Moron. He's written more than a hundred books. His latest is called Oil Apocalypse with full-page ads in the paper. 
Among predictions that five out of six people on the planet will be dead within a generation, he's a cheerful bloke, he forecasts that the rich will travel by horse and cart, the middle classes will cycle, and everyone else will walk. I'm quite sure that things are going to be difficult, and things are going to change. But as I say on my website, my mission is to cut through the hype and the horror stories, keep an eye on the facts, and look for practical solutions. Yes, the oil is running out, but this is the time to plan not to panic. And the worst job in the world? Well, I saw a van last week and on the side of it it said chilled and frozen couriers. Well, I wouldn't want to do it. I'm Anthony Day and you've been listening to Suspiz, Sustainable Business Strategies. My aim is to make the best of things. Let's work together to stay in business and stay in profit. Until next time, or if you want to talk now, give me a call on 01904 654-986